So here I am in Sri Lanka, um, my first destination. This is the monastery I'll be staying at for the next few days while we have this conference on uh, Buddhism. The, um, the, the thing I'd like to share today, I was, I was thinking something I learned over the past two weeks in Thailand while I was meditating. And uh, it, it didn't come, the, the clarity of it came or the inspiration for it came not from the meditation but from actually uh, a deviation or a, a, diver, a diversion from the meditation. There's a monk who's a, um, a relative of my teacher his nephew or great-nephew or whatever and he disrobed uh, while I was there um, which which is kind of disappointing it's, but he's, he's an interesting monk um, and he he said something that really struck me that, that really surprised me actually um, he had the understanding that uh, the, the, the point of of the Buddha's teaching, the point of vipassana, of insight meditation, is to suppress or, or cover up the defilements of greed, of anger and delusion, uh, to the point that they become, um, uh, they, 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 they decompose, basically is what he was saying, they, they, they rot, and when they rot then they, you know, I guess, disappear. And uh, I immediately uh, argued with him, but you know, I, at the time it, it wasn't clear in my mind what exactly he was saying and what 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 importance it had. But when I went back to meditate and, and putting it together with my meditation, um, and the fact that it seems so much more so much so clear that meditation is is um, is not that, or or insight meditation is not that. That insight meditation is actually taking the lid off the pot so to speak, um, of our rotting mind, our mind that the Buddha said is, uh, he called the defilements asava. Asava means uh, rotten, and they rot the mind. And they cause the mind to become pickled, actually, or, or I don't know what the right word would be. Um, and <clears throat> and so they don't disappear, they rot the mind. They're, they're in there uh, rotting and causing the mind to be rotten. Um, that's not a good thing. It's not good, to, you know. It's not a compost pile where, you know, we're talking about ourselves and and our minds. Something that uh, is of uh, it's important to, to purify and to to make uh, pure. And so, um, what I thought, well, thinking of this morning, you know, I was going to talk about this, and I thought, you know, what is this in terms of the Buddha's teaching? And then I realized this is what the Buddha meant by the middle way. Because, <clears throat> and this is the profundity that we don't often realize. You know, we hear the Buddha said, "Don't um, get involved. Don't go to the extreme of sensual attachment to sensual pleasures, where you're following after them." So we say, "Okay, fine. I won't be a prince, and so on. Um, I, I won't you know, dedicate my life to sensuality, and then don't torture yourself." So we say, "Okay, so I won't go off and and uh, go naked and 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 stand in the sun and and." and not eat and, and all of these ascetic practices that they had in India. 
but it's so much it's so much more immediate than that that's not what is meant um, by the, these uh, these two extremes the two extremes are how we approach reality sensual uh, the addiction to sensual pleasures is when the emotions come up whether it's greed or anger or, or delusion we follow after them we you know when we want something we chase after it when you have uh, desire for something you, you 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 go for it you say okay I want it therefore <coughs> I should get it I should chase after it uh, the, the addiction to or attachment to, to torturing yourself is it's so perfectly clear and this is exactly what this monk was doing it's what most of us do um, especially when we hear about Buddhism we hear the Buddha taught and greed is bad anger is bad delusion is bad and we get this idea that the Buddha was was uh, condemning people who had these things, condemning the the person for giving rise to these things, and we say, okay, so in that case, the point is to su suppress them, to stop them from coming. When they come up, that's bad, that's sinful, uh, that's evil. But really, this is not how the Buddha taught. The Buddha taught us to understand these things. He taught us to understand greed, to understand anger, to understand delusion. And we we don't get this because we haven't reached the middle way. We think if you let them come up you're going to follow them. There's only two ways. You either follow them or you suppress them. But this is the point. The Buddha said there's a third way. You, you, when they come up, you don't have to follow them. But you don't have to suppress them. They come up, we say, it's a problem. If I don't suppress it, I'm going to follow it. I'm going to, to become greedy. I'm going, or I'm going to, um, to, to chase after and, and to become addicted to these things. But it's not the case. So the, the true vipassana, if you ask me, from my understanding of the, of the Buddha's teaching and from my own practice um, is that these things come up and they can be really scary because we think this is bad, this shouldn't be happening you know, you want something, it's, your, your lust comes up or you, you're, you're, you hate someone you, you find, some people find when they meditate suddenly they're, they're full of hate they hate everyone, they hate everything that comes up you know, they're, they're angry at everything but these are the emotions that exist in our minds and normally we would feel guilty about them and suppress them and say that's bad, that's sinful, that's wrong and, and they just rot there, they, they, they don't go away, they, they pickle our mind they, um, they ca cause the mind to become uh, rotten and corrupted so the, the, this, is, this is the scary truth of, of, of the Buddha, the Buddha's teachings that you have to let these things come up. You have to be able to accept the evil that's inside of you. you, you we say it's evil. Um, the reason we say it's evil is because it causes you suffering. But that doesn't mean suppressing it is going to be going to answer things. It doesn't mean you can deny the existence. You have to accept the fact that inside of me there are things that are, if you don't like the word evil, they're unwholesome or they're unskillful or they, they, they hurt us and they hurt other people and we should get rid of them but they're not going to go away just by covering them up so this is this is what I what, what really hit me talking to this monk and 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 through the meditation practice um, is that it, they're not they're not going to 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 disappear by themselves they have to come up and you have to accept them uh, in the sense of accepting that they're there and 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 take them apart pull them apart piece by piece and see them for what they are, because in fact, all that they are is a knot. You, know, you, you say, you look at this, and you say, it's you know, it's a knot. It's tangled up. My hands are tangled up. But really, when, when you pull it apart, there's no tangle. It is disappeared. When you untie the knot, all you have is a straight, straight, straight rope. You, the, the knot is a, 
is in fact a non-entity. And this is a very important part of what the Buddha meant by anatta, of non-self, that it's not only that we don't have a self, the point is that um, every phenomenon that arises has, is, not, is a non-entity. It's, it's not something that exists in and of itself and is going to be in our mind uh, you know, forever or, or that we have to attack or fight. Once we see it, we see that it's, uh, it's nothing, it's immaterial. It arises and it ceases and it has causes and conditions and if we don't give rise to the cause, the, the result won't come. So, this is my thought for the day and I, I think it's a very important teaching, very important um, from the point of view of Vipassana meditation and uh, even more so because it's the first thing that the Buddha taught. Uh, when he turned the wheel of the Dhamma at Saranat and for the five monks, these five first five people who are supposedly the first five people to understand the Buddha's teaching, um, this is the first thing he's, he taught. He said, These are the two. Ex there are these two extremes that no uh, no one who has left behind or who has gone forth in search of of freedom should follow after. This is the uh, the addiction to sensuality or, or in the sense of chasing after the, the, the uh, phenomena, that phenomena that arise and the, um, the suppression of them or the, the, the torturing of themselves, the, the, the uh, suppressing and repressing one's desires. The addiction, there's addiction to torturing yourself, but this is how we torture ourselves. We feel guilty, we hate ourselves, we cause ourselves suffering thinking that somehow this is you don't have to you don't have to stop eating or stand on one leg or, or, or all these crazy things that they do in did in the Buddhist time in India. That's in order to torture yourself. Just by hating yourself, by feeling guilty about yourself, that is directly a form of torture. And that's exactly what is meant here. And this is exactly what you experience in meditation, that you, you go between these two extremes. One moment you're chasing after them, this is great, I love it. The next moment you're castigating yourself for it. This is evil, this is bad, uh, I'm a bad person, and so on, and, and, and anger and hatred arises, and you torture yourself. So, uh, thanks for tuning in. This is Sri Lanka.